Hello, this is the Sensitive Matters Podcast, a podcast bringing empaths, perceptive people, creatives, unique projects, and sensitive matters into the spotlight. Join us for meaningful conversations that inspire and have the power to gently create awareness around sensitive and important matters such as mental health, conscious consumerism, sexuality, spirituality, ethical business, and much more. I am Christina Zipperlin, founder of the ethical jewelry brand Ananda Soul. I'm a highly sensitive human who values community, creative and spiritual exploration, and ways to make a positive impact. I'm also a psychology student and mental health and LGBTQIA advocate. We're tuning in from the magical island of Bali, where I've lived for over 12 years and is the home of my jewelry company that strengthens and gives back to the local community. Thank you for joining us for these conversations as we, together, explore sensitive matters. And now, enjoy the episode. It is the month with a lot of love in the air. Regardless of your relationship status, there is one relationship that is relevant to us all and needs care and tending every single day. And if we don't foster this connection, it affects every other relationship in our lives. What we're talking about today is the relationship we have with ourselves. Gina Swire, whom I met several years ago here in Bali, is a self-love expert, mentor, and manifesting queen on a bold-hearted global mission to help women fall madly in love with themselves. After struggling with her own self-worth and self-image issues, Gina quit her career as a plus-size model in order to embark on her own journey of transformation. Gina recently published her first book named P.S. I Love Me, which instantly became a bestseller. She is also the host of her own podcast under the very same name. I am super excited to have you here today, Gina. Welcome to Sensitive Matters. Thank you so much. What a warm, beautiful welcome. So great Mm. to be with you today. Thank you. So what I'd love to do is to guide us through a very short meditation to kind of just ground us in and allow us all to arrive. So for anyone who's listening, if you are in a space where you can close your eyes, you're more than welcome to do that. If it's not safe, keep your eyes open. Maybe just come inward a little bit. Finding a space, a posture that feels at ease and closing your eyes if that feels safe and comfortable to do. Just noticing a moment of settling into what is here right now in your body and bringing your awareness to your hips and your sit bones, noticing the support underneath you, noticing how it holds your body weight, and maybe there's any way where you can let go a little bit more right now, finding a little bit more comfort and bringing our awareness to our feet. Noticing any surface our feet might be touching. Again, sensing the support. 
Bringing the awareness to the hands. Noticing where they're resting. Noticing if you're aware of any energy that might be in your hands. And then bringing the awareness into the heart, into the chest area. Maybe gently guiding the breath there. And dropping all the way into the belly. Noticing whatever is there right now in the belly. And bringing in an invitation of trust that whatever arises in this conversation today is exactly what is meant to be here today. Taking another deep breath, wherever it feels best to send some love into right now. Exhale. And whenever you're ready, you're welcome to open your eyes. Mm, welcome. <laughs> I'd love to jump straight into the topic of self-love and we'll go into into your backstory a little bit in a moment because I'm super curious about it. But to start with, I'm super curious what self-love means to you in your own words right right this moment, right today. How is yeah. that showing up? Yeah, thank you for asking that. So... Yeah, self-love right now is really having the willingness to be with ourselves through thick and thin, through the dark and the light, in whatever state, stage, phase we're in, and just really being our own best friend and our biggest lover and our greatest carer and just all of that and just living in a world where we're never going to fight ourselves. That's what self-love means to me right now. Mm, wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a powerful definition. And there's so many, there's so many little questions that pop up in me of like, but how can we do that? And yeah. we'll get into that in a moment. Yeah. Before we do that, I'd love to journey back a little bit um, because you've worked for many years as an international model. And I'm curious if you'd be up for sharing a little bit about your personal story and how being a model impacted who you are today. Yeah, absolutely. The plus size modeling industry is really quite different to the straight size. I'm using inverted commas there. We, we used to call it straight size modeling because that's what it was branded as then. This is the runway models and the androgynous six foot, six stone ladies. And uh, yeah, so the plus size industry is is quite different. However, it does have a few of the same trends. And one of those, especially with the rise of social media and being the face of many plus size brands and many brands that, um, you know, at that point just decided to launch a plus size range and I became um on a lot of blogs so people would post pictures of my body and then half the people would be saying she's not a real plus size model you should meet my wife she's a real woman and then the other half were like this woman's obese why are we 
glamorizing women that are obese and she's fat and she's got cellulite. And I'd be like, ooh, which one is it? You know, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. And I didn't at that point have this strength of character to determine, you know, none of this means anything about me. And I did really make, I internalized it and made it about me. So yeah, I guess after quite a few years of that, and then also consciously knowing that, you know, I am beautiful. I'm in an industry where this is why I'm being paid. And I know that I look good, but at the same time, I don't think it's good enough. So it was this like kind of, you know, I was at war in my head and it was just a crazy place to be. And the main thing, whenever I talk about this, is that nobody knew that I was going through it. So my family didn't know, my friends didn't know, nobody knows what's going on in the inner world unless we share it. So at 24, my dad died and I was with him when he died. And, you know, I never expected that to happen. And being with him was the catalyst to a huge awakening. And I was actually physically there with him when he passed. And this really like tapped me into spirit. And I've always been very spiritual and kind of psychic. And I used to go to all these kind of psychic fairs when I was a child. And then I completely put it to one side, thought I was just weird and bonkers, hit it. And it came out when I was 24 in this experience. So from 24 till 29, I already kind of knew that I didn't, I knew I didn't want to do modeling. I knew I felt limitless. Like there was a new way to live life. And my dad's closing words to me were just promise me you won't do what I did. Don't work, 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 and then plan to retire. You know, please do it now. And I took that very literally. So about a year after my dad died, I started to travel the world and I got really inspired and living in different cultures. But at the same time, my agent was like, when are you back? When are you back? We need you. We need to make money off you. Come on. So for quite a few years, I went into a bit of a rebellion. I was so out of alignment that I basically had a breakdown or as I like to call it now, a breakthrough. And I went back to England. I bought a house there. And I went into basically like a cleansing period. I went into this cleansing period and it really was an intense cleansing on all the levels. And from that place, that's when I initially got these self-love codes. Because before that, I I heard about self-love, heard people talking about it, understood it at like a simple mind level, but I didn't understand it like a body, soul, integrated level. And what happened out of the darkness, like out of the mud, shall we say, I'm on my lounge floor. I've got no furniture because I've just moved into this new house. I've canceled everything from my life. And I'm there on the floor and I'm just begging for a sign. I'm like, what have I done? But I know I'm doing, I know I'm going somewhere, but I've got no guide. Nobody knows what I'm going through. I've completely isolated myself and just give me a sign, anything. And that's when I started to get the signs. And what I now call the self-love codes, which I teach in my courses and my books and all the things. And yeah, they were quite simple, but really profound. And it just all made so much sense. Just it changed the game and continues to change the game. So 
there's so much there. As you were speaking, there were there were numerous times where I got full body chills. Um, when you're speaking about your dad in particular, of just that message of of a programming that so many of us receive. I'm definitely in there as well of of the reaching, right? The work that to do this once you once you achieve this, once you get this, you will have that sense of peace or that sense of completion or love. And um, what a what a powerful journey to <clears throat> arrive to these messages so young. The reason I can relate even deeper is I, I lost my mom when I was eighteen, and so I have a a similar yeah experience of just this blasting open and very like going through extreme discomfort. If you'd be yeah. open to sharing. Um, some practices that anybody could incorporate in into their days right this moment as we are all aware mm-hmm. what what time in history we're in right now and and you know if we if we look at the stats the the anxiety levels are going up the depression all of like mental health is going through a really rough stretch right now for many of us and um so yeah just wondering if you have any tips for little or big practices that people can incorporate absolutely i have tips for days on this this is my favorite (laughs) question so it's worth noting here um just coming through to mention that i have been in this self-love practice like dedicating my life to this you know writing books and courses and holding space for people and holding space for myself and last year i just had basically a shit show in in my life like I think a lot of people did in 2021 um trusting it all and at the same time it was very difficult to keep up with all these practices and some days I actually did turn to alcohol or I did binge eat one time or I did be at rock bottom on the floor and so nobody is exempt and you know I sit here and talk about all this and I'm so in it, in the work. And yeah, I just feel like I have more tools to bring myself back quicker. So with that said, (laughs) um, yeah, so the first tool, this is quite a a new tool that I've been working with. So it's kind of like a visualization. Um, We could do a a short, brief version of it now, if you you feel good for that. Great. So what we're going to do is we're going to imagine we're looking at our phones, which a lot of us do, and we're looking at Instagram. And instead of swiping right on our Instagram, you know, on our pictures to see that Paris filter that just kind of like smooths the skin, we're going to imagine we're going to swipe the other way. And we're going to see ourselves through like a cloudy lens and we're going to see kind of like even more bumpy marks and imperfections on the face and the eyes are going to be a bit duller and the features are all a bit more mushed together and the body is a bit more like a sack of potatoes and a bit more saggy. And actually this filter is going to filter us into like a not so great version of us. So when we kind of visualize that and you can close your eyes and just kind of feel that for yourself and um, just imagine this lens and this lens is not just 
for your body and your face when you look in the mirror, but it's also how you see other people, even children, how you see your life, how you see your inner world, how you see the external world, how you see your business, your work, everything just has this like slightly like, I call it the meh lens. (laughs) So when we apply this lens and just feel that and just see it and kind of experience it just for a moment. (sighs) And then once you've just kind of tuned into that, we're going to come to the really fun part and we're going to swipe the other way. So we're going to swipe to the most beautiful lens, the most beautiful filter. And we're going to just experience ourselves looking through the lens of beauty, like the, the eye of the beholder, the beautiful divine divinity lens. And we're just going to sort of see our face and our skin. And it's not that there's no imperfections anymore, but everything we see is beautiful. And so, you know, maybe we're just got the most beautiful jewelry and our hair is just glossy and glowing and our skin is radiant and everything in the body is just exactly where you would most like it to be and it's all perky and tight and toned and lovely and delicious and also bringing that filter into your inner world. The way you look at your thoughts, the way you experience your mind has got this like just just golden light around it. And then let that ripple out to the way you see all other women, other men, children, your work, everything. Just coat it in this gorgeous like, yeah, gorgeous light, this gorgeous filter. And also let's just add in like a glowing aura all around you. It follows you everywhere and it's just golden. Okay. So just feel that, experience that in your body. And with that, what what these lenses actually are, the 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 meh lens. This is the lens that the media has kind of put on us to make us buy things. This is the lens that people who don't love us, who don't have our highest good in in the forefront of their mind has kind of like taught us, betrayed us to, to see ourselves from. This is the lens that, um, you know, maybe things that have happened to us in our past, like bullying or some nasty comment has kind of clouded this lens. And then on the other hand, this beautiful divine lens, this is the lens of the divine. This is the lens of our purest self. This is like God's signature. And this is available to anyone, any anywhere. And likely, if you're listening to this, this is the lens that you may wish for your best friend, for your mother, for your child, for people you love, or even for the whole of humanity. And So it's a really nice practice to just like really tune in and make a really bold declaration of which lens you choose to see yourself through. And you have the choice. This is completely down to your own empowerment. Like nobody, nobody else can hold a lens up to you other than yourself. And this choice is completely yours. 
And when you do choose this new version of the lens, this is the lens that not only you will see yourself through, not only this you will see everyone through, but this is the lens that people will see you through. This is the lens that everything will change into. It like is like a quantum shift that's available anytime. So usually when we do this visualization, this practice, I then would send you, and you you very welcome to pause this podcast and go to your mirror and put it to the test. And just for one minute, five minutes, actually just look at yourself and put a song on and dance maybe and look at yourself through this new lens. And it's not avoiding flaws. It's not seeing something that's not there. It's just applying a lens that you get to choose to yourself and everything changes from that moment. So that's my first offering to you. Mm, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that angle of how we see the world. It, it just actually, yeah, it came, it came up in my meditation yesterday in, in a bit of a different angle so that when you were just guiding me in as meditating and there, there was a, a sound of, of they were cutting trees or something and I mm. felt my whole self like, ah, stop, like I'm meditating and to, to practice it with like, can I, can I hear this just as sound? Mm. It's just sound. It's just mm-hmm. sound waves reaching my ears and if it was a bird, and those sound waves reaching, how would I feel? And so to really, it, it, it's so, I love these kinds of practices. Like they're, they're so simple, right? It's so subtle how we would shift, but it, it truly does change how we experience the world and ourselves. And I do love that you, that you take the example of the filter because for better or worse, it, it's what we're familiar with. We're on, many of us are on these screens so much and it is, actually affecting how we are seeing ourselves, how we are seeing the world. Mm. Um, and I, I, I'd actually love to speak about that a little bit more, the, the whole social media piece mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, the, the body image around it. Um, yeah. Well, maybe let's see if there's, if there's like maybe one, one more tip or one more tool that mm-hmm. you want to bring in. And um, I could imagine that women can or people can um, – kind of mm-hmm. apply that to 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 the things that come up around these messages that we receive. Absolutely. Okay, so the the next thing that's coming through, one of my favorite 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 things and usually always a starting place for any course, any retreat, any any anything that I do is always about forgiving and clearing. And so um just like a very tiny little snapshot of clearing. And so I'm really into feng shui. So this is like an energy that I use to manifest in my home, in my life, in my health and wealth, because that's what feng shui is. And feng shui is like clutter in your house, in your home, in your phone, in your laptop, in anything, in your car, is literally like constipation. Not for the body though, for the energy system, for the home, for the, the spells, for the magic, for the manifestation. So simply, I can go on about this for days, but clearing, cleansing, so important. You know that feeling when you clear out your top drawer that's full of keys and trinkets and bits and bobs, and the next time you open it and you're just like, oh, 
the relief of having this like tidy drawer. So apply that to everything, especially your phone, especially your laptop, your desktop, all these things. Like um, I'll have at least an hour every week, which is dedicated to clearing. And that's like a really good practice of moving energy. And the other part of this is forgiveness. So like when we clear things out of our home or our car or whatever, it's really great to clear them out of our thoughts. And if you imagine, well, if we imagine ourselves, you know, climbing up a mountain with just a backpack with rocks in it and like things on our shoulders and everything, just our pockets are full of weights. And this is all the things that we haven't forgiven ourselves for. So as you go along, as we all go along in our journey, it becomes less and less um, vital to forgive ourselves because when we really truly do love ourselves, there's never really anything to forgive ourselves for. It happens instantly. We're instantly accepting. However, before I knew about self-love and forgiveness and all these things, I used to kind of beat myself up for things. And I used to hold on to things and basically carry this backpack full of rocks. So newer people to self-love or anyone really, there's usually something in there that you can you can get rid of. Um, a really nice journaling prompt for this is I am yet to forgive myself for. And just see what comes. So it could be... I always give this example like, oh, I forgot to ring my Nana this week. You know, my Nana's in England and she's 93 and I love connecting with her. And sometimes I just get busy and, you know, I've, I've, I forgive myself. I've not rung her yet. Um, it could be something huge. Maybe you wrecked someone's marriage or maybe you did something, you know, unacceptable or you messed up something at work or you lost a friend or a load of money or whatever it is that you think you can't forgive yourself for. So the key here is not to be like, oh, I can't forgive myself for that. So I'm not going to put it down. The key is to just observe the things we haven't forgiven ourselves for. And this starts the process. It's like a it's it's like just being aware of it starts a process. And so we don't have to put a timeline on forgiveness. We certainly don't have to um, forgive the actual act or like a person or any of that. It's more like an energy of letting ourselves off the hook and learning from it. So forgiveness is a whole book in itself, but that's just a nice journaling prompt. And mm. it's quite like a, it's quite a release to do it. Mm-hmm. What have I yet to forgive myself for? Is that it? Yeah, I am okay. yet to forgive myself for. And then just write three mm. to five things down, see what comes. Mm. And it you. doesn't have to make any sense. Like it could be completely random, make no sense to anyone. Maybe it doesn't even make sense to you. Just write it down and feel into it. Sweet. Um, because there is one question that uh, keeps coming up for me, and I know it is some of my programming. And I'm wondering what your take is on any beliefs around self-love equating to selfishness. Mm -hmm. Great question. Yeah. So, yeah, this is something I get asked very regularly. And the other way people sometimes ask me is, you know, 
what's the difference between self-love and narcissism? <laughs> and um, it's very different. So, yeah. Also, selfish, someone being selfish is in the eye of the beholder. Somebody being entitled, if someone says to you, you're entitled, you're, you're acting out of entitlement, that's in the eye of the beholder. And that says a lot about them. And you can get curious for yourself and check in with yourself. Um, but ultimately, self-love is this infinite well. So I imagine it like a, you know, a gorgeous well just gushing from the heart space. And it's infinite, it's everlasting, it's it's never going away. It's not something you have to gain or find. It's already there within everyone. And we're just literally peeling back the crap that we've been taught and we've taken on and we've internalized to reveal it. So this is self-love and self-love is um, inclusive. It wants the best for everyone. What we want for ourselves, we want for others. It's, it's genuine. It's like just gorgeous. It's like the most beautiful frequency to be around. Selfishness or like narcissism narcissism is definitely where we don't have that connection with ourselves, and we actually feel really unconfident uh, in who we are and to be honest I used to be like this so I used to like um kind of moonlight as a really confident model and I'd be at home putting semi-naked pictures on Instagram and then waiting to see the likes and trying to receive love from that. And, you know, that is this energy of like, I'm not enough. I, I don't feel love and I'm trying to get it. Um, so it's a very different frequency. Mm-hmm. And so to like fine tune to the question that you asked about selfishness, um, when people join my courses and programs, they will go through a very fast learning curve and their energy field will completely shift and change and re, um, yeah, rekindle into something that looks very different. And this can really trigger a lot of people around you, like especially if you used to be in a complete people pleaser or a pushover or, you know, whatever, whatever you were before, if all of a sudden you're like, actually, you know, I'm going to take care of myself first and I'm going to give from the overflow, but right now I'm not overflowing. So I'm just going to come into myself. People might be like, wait, this is not okay. Like, what is this course you're doing? I don't think this is good for you. Um, and we, you know, sometimes have some, and we speak to all this in all the courses, like, you know, maybe your partner might be a bit like, "Mm, I don't know if I feel good about you doing this course. Like, what is it? Who is this woman off Instagram that you're following? And, um, do I want my wife who normally does everything for me to all of a sudden be like, "Mm, actually, no, I'm going to do things differently now. Maybe not. Um, and in terms of men as well, so if a man, and this actually happened to me, my partner started working with a coach and his coach introduced him to the book, Goodbye, Mr. Nice Guy. So I don't know if you've heard of that book. And it's basically him not being a people pleaser and a pushover and doing everything I say. And at first it was a bit like, oh, this feels oh, like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. But ultimately, obviously, I know that 
what's good for him is good for me and good for us ultimately. So yeah, there is a there is often a level or a time where things realign and some people, friends, partners, jobs, things like might slip away. And yeah, we kind of have to do that. It's like a shedding, a stripping. And sometimes they come back. You know, I I actually had a friend break up with my friend group around that time when I got the self-love codes. And yeah, like they just couldn't be with who I am now. And I was going into this like vegan eco warrior state and they just wanted to kind of watch TV and talk, you know, talk bitchily about people, which is totally what I used to do as well. And then all of a sudden I didn't want that anymore. And they were like, oh, who do you think you are? Like, you think you're better than us. And I was like, no, I'm just on a different path. And yeah, we had a friend break up. And then five years later, you know, some of them are now reading my book and they're like, I get it. I want more of this. Like, I want to join this. So yeah, it's all cyclical and seasonal and changing all the time. And it's just about being really true to yourself and putting yourself first. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I can feel the, dif- the different feeling essence of the elements, but it, there's subtleties like, yeah, the mm-hmm. shedding. Mm-hmm. Mm. For those listeners that are also watching the video, you're seeing that Gina is wearing a bunch of our sparkly jewelry. And I'd just yeah. love to speak about it for a second because mm-hmm. you have been wearing our jewelry for quite some time. And mm-hmm. I'd love to hear just, yeah, what what it evokes in you. Mm, yeah. Well, firstly, this is my jewelry uniform. This is my everyday attire. Every, I wear it all the time and everywhere I go, people are like, oh my God, gorgeous glowing goddess. Look at all these jewels. And I'm just like, yes, this is exactly, this is part of me. I, I absolutely love it. And um, by the way, I forgot to mention um, if I still model. And for a time, I really did quit everything. And then as time went on, I was still being asked. I was still being asked. And now I really only model for really aligned brands, you being one of them, you know, where our values are just evidently matching and it's this real like collaboration of just helping each other out. And I, I love nothing more than to tag and I'm the soul in my posts. And I love telling people about this jewelry because I really, it's effortless to, you know, share something that's so amazing and such great quality. And yeah, same with um, Warriors of the Divine. I'm actually wearing my kimono mm-hmm. right now. And yeah, there's there's a few key brands and they're all you know, they've all got women at the forefront and giving back and beautiful um, materials and long-lasting, eco-friendly. Yeah, it's all just, if it's a match, I'm very happy to model for that. Um, But anything else, I'm just, I have no interest. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is brands that have a voice, you know, Ananda Soul is not just about jewelry. Like it's a movement it's all the packaging is so beautiful. In fact, I was just, I'd just seen my little pouch before and I was just looking at it. I was like, what a beautiful message to read when you're just in your bathroom 
you know this is just affirmations the the soul that's in it is is so is so palpable it's so tangible so thank you for that <laughs> mm, thank you for feeling it and um mm. yeah putting it into words it's always a a moment of celebration you know as a female um fellow mm. I, i'm not gonna call it like entrepreneur because it's just whatever we're bringing through female fellow magic bringing through <laughs> absolutely magic um, all the way yes i'd love to speak about some of the magic that you've been bringing through because you published your first book and mm. I would love to hear more about it as well yeah. as the podcast. I know you, you have both things going on. So tell us a little bit more about PS Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, the reason it's called PS I Love Me was because one day I was on the train on the way down to London from Manchester and I was having a particularly hard uh, I was going to say day, but probably month. And um, it was it was my first ever dark night of the soul, which I didn't know at the time. I didn't know that terminology then, but I was just, nothing was working. I was in like a real funk. And um, yeah, I was on the way down to London. And I was like, how am I going to manage this? Like, I just didn't feel I had the energy for it, but I was going to meet my potential publisher for like an audition for a, for an interview. And because I'd been in this funk, I didn't have everything just organized and I hadn't necessarily got my pitch sorted. I didn't have the name yet. And on the train, I was asking my angels to pop in and, you know, give me any support that is for the greatest good of all. And they did. My angels popped in and they gave me some downloads and I wrote it all down on the train. And I was like, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, I rock up at the uh, interview. And I'd left my journal on the train. <laughs> I'm like, no. Anyway, trusting it all. And I go to walk into the interview and I just ask my angels one more time. Angels, is there anything, just any little tidbit right now? This is the time. And at that moment, I got like the visual of this movie, P.S. I Love You, for some reason, just popped into my mind. And I was like, P.S. I love me. Okay, I like it. And you know, when it's like soul recognition when you see that one person and you're like, I love you, you're my soul person. It was like that, but with this name. And I, I went into the audition and told them the name. And yeah, they were like, oh my God, we love it. Anyway, so on the train on the way home, I rang my friend and I was like, I don't know how I've done this meeting. I pulled it out the bag and I got my name and she's like, oh, amazing. And she's like, oh my God, do you actually know what this means? And I was like, yeah, I got my title. And she's like, no, my main angel is my dad, who I mentioned earlier. His, his initials are PS. His name is Peter Swire. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. There it is. My angel spoke. Ooh. And yeah, so that's how I got the name. And so it means a lot to me. I know that if my dad was here, he'd be so happy that his name is in my book. <laughs> um, yeah. And as one of my, you know, the catalyst of all of this, really. And I've got so much to thank him for. So yeah, that's how I got the name. So it's been a, a huge journey to get to the book publishing 
And the podcast, the podcast just popped out of nowhere. I wasn't planning to do a podcast. And then everyone kept asking me and I was like, ah, yeah. Like literally decided that morning, I think recorded it that afternoon and it was born. And it's been the most easiest, blissful, graceful project ever. And the book was not that. It was a four-year uphill (laughs) challenge, but it was worth it. So, yeah. Mm. And I just want to honor Peter, your dad. Thank you. Thank you for bringing this beautiful being through (laughs) to share with us these amazing messages. Before Before we close, I'd love to hear what you're passionate about right now if there's any projects you're working on I know you mentioned the programs and Mm -hmm. courses and just curious what is what is coming through right now and also what your yeah where your energy is right now Mm. yeah well this is very interesting and by the time this podcast comes out um this new project will be out so great timing so something that I've been wanting to do for about two years and I've been asked to do for years and years and years and I've been like "Mm, not quite the right time not quite the right time and then all of a sudden it was like now's the time and what I have created is it's called Infinite Self-Love Coaching Academy So this is where um, women who've had their own transformation in in any level can come and train with other women on this journey to coach many other women on their journey. So yeah, it's really exciting. It's it's something that I've done one-on-one and one group a few years ago where a lot of them were moving into this space. And it was so fun, so rewarding and rewarding for me and rewarding for them and rewarding for their future clients and their new clients. So yeah, it's all about the ripple effect. And I have this um, mission that you read out at the start to help a billion women to feel self-love and to get everything they want in their lives. And this is this is my next gift to ripple out. And uh, it's that whole thing of like, give a man a fish and he eats for a week, give, teach him how to fish and he, te- he eats for life and he feeds his family for life. And it's kind of that same energy, you know, just like rippling out and sharing these codes. And, every, and everyone has their own unique codes as well. So it really is like a melting pot collaboration of helping each other. So yeah, it feels really good. Wow. Super exciting. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see how it all unfolds. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much, Gina. So Thank much richness in this conversation. Yes. It's so gorgeous to spend time with you. And mm-hmm. yeah. I will be forever grateful of this gorgeous jewelry. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for Sensitive Matters. If you haven't had a chance yet, please subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast from. And if you have a chance, please rate and review if you're listening via Apple Podcast, as it really helps more people discover the show to listen to these incredible conversations. This podcast is brought to you from Bali and made possible by my ethical jewelry company, Ananda Soul. 
You can check out our website and all of our ethically handmade jewelry at anandasoul.com. You'll also receive a $15 gift card on your first purchase when you subscribe to our newsletter, so make sure not to miss out on that as well. Thank you again for joining us, and we look forward to sharing more of Sensitive Matters with you. Thank you.